Welcome back. Folks, it's a special trade deadline bonus episode. This past week, we saw a handful of MLB superstars change uniforms while some teams went from pretenders to contenders. I am Grayson Knight, and this is Baseball Podcast Our Fun. Because so much happened this week, we're going to do something a bit different. Today's episode is actually two baseball podcasts in one. Joining me today uh, is to discuss all the trades, uh, Jamison Jones. Actually, I'm joining him because he came up with the idea originally. Uh, JJ plays on the 15U Sauce Athletics team, uh, but he also happens to have his own show called The Boys on the Bases Podcast. We're recording two episodes at once, and we got a lot of ground to cover. So, JJ, are you ready to to start this thing? Yeah, man. I've been uh, looking forward to this for a uh, very long time. This is one of the uh, first episodes I had in mind when I started my podcast because um, I knew a bunch of I knew a bunch of deals were going to go down. Not many that, uh, not as many as I thought that were going to happen this week. It was a lot, and it's going to be it's going to be some good talks about this. I'm just ready to get into it. So this is going to be fun and a and a real joy ride. Uh, so can you tell the folks how it's going to work? All right, so we got uh, it's like twenty plus trades that we're going to talk about. We'll each introduce like half and half. We'll probably go each by probably like skip each or whatever, and then uh, we'll each talk about what we think and how it'll help the team and so on and so forth and how it's going to help the team in the future. Mm. Okay, uh, so who was the first trade that you highlighted? All right, my first one and was the big, like the major, first major, major trade was utility man Kike Hernandez going to the back to Los Angeles Dodgers uh, from the Red Sox, where the Red Sox will receive Nick Robertson and Justin Hagman. And also the Red Sox are paying $2.5 million of Kike Hernandez's contract to uh, play for them. Mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised about this because Kike Hernandez has not been uh, the player he once was for the past few years, but he's been starting to heat up. And so I think uh, the Dodgers needed a utility man like Kike, and they needed someone really badly. So I think this is an okay trade in my opinion. Yeah, I I wasn't super surprised because I knew that right after – Right after that, uh, twenty twenty, I think one season when the Red Sox did made like the ALCS or whatever, that's when they started to go downhill. So that's when I started to expect a lot more things this season for the Red Sox to uh go down. Even though they've been a pretty solid team this year, I just feel like Kike's roots are in Los Angeles. So, so a, fun, a, great fact, thing to a fun fact is uh, the Red Sox, who were last place in the AL East would be first place in the AL Central, which is, it's mind-blowing. That division legitimately could have a losing record team in the playoffs. Exactly, yeah. Wow. Are you ready to go to the next one? Yeah, it's basically the Twins and the Guardians, which are both, like, around 500 right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the next move is the Marlins will acquire right-handed pitcher Jorge Lopez from the Twins. And the Twins will acquire right-handed pitcher Dylan Floro from the Marlins. No money being traded between them there. Mm-hmm. So Dylan Floro hasn't been uh, the best pitcher this season. A.J. Puck pretty much was the closer for the entire season until uh, David Robertson. Uh, we'll get to that trade later. David Robertson took over for A.J. Puck. Um, but Dylan Floro, he wasn't really used that much. So I think getting Jorge Lopez was a, a great acquire uh, for the Marlins. Yeah, that's great because 
Sandy Alcantara hasn't been that great of a pitcher this season after his Cy Young season last year. Um, so it's great to see that the Marlins are trying to get back ahead. Even though it might not help, it'll try to help actually help them get into a wild card spot because it looks like the Braves are going to lock up that uh that mm-hmm. NL East pretty yeah. easily. No, no doubt the the Braves are going to win the the NL East and they're hundred percent going to make it to the playoffs. They're the top team right now to win the World Series, uh, just by odds and percentage points. Uh, so the Marlins they're trying to compete with the Phillies, the Giants, a bunch of other teams mm-hmm. for that final NL wild card spot. Yeah. It's just it's great to see that the Marlins are trying to now do some stuff after uh, not being the greatest of teams the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, this right. this actually been the, one of the best Marlins teams since the 2003 Marlins World Series win. Yeah, after that, it was really downhill from there. Mm-hmm. All right, the next move is the Dodgers trade right-handed pitcher Noah Syndergaard to the Guardians for shortstop Ahmed Rosario. Uh, it's so a, uh, it's a little bit of a different move from what I've seen. I'd like to see your take on this move. So I watched a video on how Ahmed Razar has been because I'm not a huge guardian. I'm not a huge of a- any any fan besides a race fan, but I I do follow every single team. And Ahmed Razar has not been the best shortstop in the mm-hmm. in the major leagues this year, and certainly one of the one of the worst and. The the trade the Noah Syndergaard trade, Noah Syndergaard has not been a great pitcher, so it's kind of a lose lose. But and then when you see Noah Syndergaard throwing a great star and Ahmed Rosario hitting like five hundred in his first games for the Guardians, I'm you're you're kind of started like like what happened? Yeah, moves like these are uh, definitely difficult moves for teams to make because you're trading a right-handed pitcher that has a little bit of promise still in him. For a shortstop that hasn't been the flashiest ever, like uh, Noah Syndergaard has been before, um, it's just a different move, and you tr- you want to hope that it works out, which it has been working out for each team's pretty well. So uh, it's uh, definitely a different move, but I feel like it worked out for both teams so far. We'll just see how it works for these next couple of years, mm-hmm. especially if the Guardians make the playoffs this season. How Noah Syndergaard will work? Yeah. All right, I know this isn't a move. This first part of it isn't a move, but I definitely think we had to take we had to take consideration of this. The Angels took Shohei Otani off the trade board. How do you think about that? Uh, well, at first when I heard about, it, I'm like, it it's very it's not a great decision because first of all, I want him to go to the Rays because I'm a Rays fan. Uh, but also, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't I don't I don't think the Angels are going to re-sign him because. They don't really have that much money. And even if they do make it to the playoffs, which is a very low percentage, they're probably not going to get Otani back. And so basically mm-hmm. what I thought uh, was they're just not getting anyone to lose Otani. Yeah. It's it's definitely a move that the Angels probably uh, took a big bite with. Uh, cause Shohei has a lot of trade opportunity, and you can get a lot of good prospects. Like you trade him, you trade him to the Yankees. You get Jason Dominguez. You get uh a bunch of their other trade. You get a bunch of their other prospects because they're willing to give up their top three prospects plus a bunch of guys that are currently in the MLB right now. And other teams like the Dodgers will do the same thing. And you take them off the trade board when you more than likely know because you're still have to. You're still paying Trout for his contract. Um. It's just 
it's not a move that I don't I think the Angels should have taken. I think they should have just I think they should have just traded him. Because what they did after is they traded for Lucas Giolito and Renato Lopez from the White Sox. Well, the White Sox got catcher Edgar Cuero and left-handed pitcher Kai Bush. So they know they want to be competitive, but it's they're not making the best moves because Giolito hasn't been the greatest pitcher ever. And you get Ronaldo Lopez, who they've shown who's shown promise. It's just he's just another guy that you, you never know with. Giolito, uh, I know it was against the Braves, but in his first start against Atlanta, he gave up four runs in three innings. Uh, he got t- taken out in the fourth inning. Uh, it, it didn't look great. Uh, and Re- Reynaldo Lopez, he's actually been uh, a great uh, arm for the White Sox. But now mm-hmm. that he's in, he's on the Angels, he hasn't really shown that. Because mm-hmm. you also know the Angels haven't been historically good with pitchers. Like, I mean, Otani has like a three-something ERA right now. He's still and, a great and, pitcher. And it, it leads the Angels in ERA. Yeah. it's they, they haven't been historically good with pitching since, like, having – I think they had who was it? Uh, I saw Iglesias the other uh, like a couple years ago, and they traded him to the Braves. He was probably been their best pitcher in a in a little bit. Um, it's just it's it's difficult to see what the Angels were thinking with taking Otani off the board and then trading for pitchers when they know they haven't been great at producing pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Aaron Aaron Loop, he was a great uh, pitcher for the Rays, the Mets. But when he went to the Angels, he's like a five something ERA now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you ready to move to the next the next one? That was a big one to talk about. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so we kind of got two smaller trades that we can kind of mix into one. Uh, we have Carlos Santana being traded to the Brewers for Johnny Severino of the Pirates, and then David Robertson being traded to the Marlins from the Mets, and the Mets get Marco Vargas and Ronaldo Hernandez. I think the Santana move was a it was a good move on the Pirates' part because the Pirates haven't been competitive since the start of the season, um, and the Brewers will definitely be able to use them because their first, base, their first base spot is very open. He's a very solid first baseman. And with the David Roberts situation, the Marlins are trying to get pitching, which is their weak point right now. And the Mets are still getting prospects, which they desperately need right now because they just traded away their two best pitchers, which I'll talk about later. Carlos Santana has actually been a really good bat for the Pirates. Uh, he he hit that walk-off home run and that great celebration. Uh, I, I saw him hit iconic two, celebration. Yeah, I saw him hit two home runs against Hugh Darvish in San Diego. Yeah, he's been really good, but now that he's on the Brewers, uh, I think he only has one or two home runs on the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's been okay. He's not been the best hitter, uh, but we're just going to see where that trade takes him and see if the Brewers make the yeah. playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I don't – yeah, the Brewers, I – the Brewers personally, I don't think are going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, they say right now if the season ended, they'd be a wild card team. I just don't see that. I feel like – I feel like this is the Marlins are trying to be better. They might have a chance. Maybe or maybe yeah. I think the Reds are gonna win the NL Central because they've been the best team in the NL Central all this year. Um I feel like a team like the D backs or somebody in the NL West or the Marlins in the uh NL East are gonna take that. I don't think there's gonna be two NL Central teams in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate to see it because I love the Cardinals, but it's not their year this year, man. 
yeah, it it definitely is not their year. But yep. speaking of the Cardinals, do you think it was a good idea or a bad idea to not trade any of their star players like Arenado or Goldschmidt? I think it's a good move because they've still they've they're paying them a lot of money. They're kind of doing what the uh Angels are doing with Otani. Um but they're doing two guys instead of one and they're two guys that are cornerstone to the franchise. I feel like what I'm giving, like from what I'm thinking, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt that Pujols is not there. Pujols and Molina are not there. Every time, every, this is like our, in my generation, since we've had Pujols and Molina, we haven't had this bad of a season so far because the guys in the clubhouse have bonded well with both of the guys. Like you've seen, you've seen like videos and pictures of the guys Last year, instead of going to the hitting coach after that bats, going to Pujols. I mean, yeah, going to Pujols. So it's they're more like they like those guys better. Um, so I feel like they've got to get a guy similar to that, which I think is what they're trying to do with Goldie and Nato being trying to be veteran players and mm-hmm. staying in the organization for a while. Also, the the Cardinals have haven't been uh bad in the second half. They're like like five hundred mm-hmm. in the second half, and they've been doing doing a lot better as of late. And yeah. I think uh in twenty twenty four they can make a playoff push. Yeah, we've got we've got good prospects down in Double A right now. It's it'll be exciting to see the September call ups to see who they call up. Because yeah, I feel like in September, if we're maybe in the third in the third in the third spot in the in the division. If we bring up some of our good prospects, we got some pretty good like pitching prospects and Tink Henderson down there. Um, we can, if we bring them up, we might be able to sneak into a look to like this the last wild card spot. It'll be it's going to be exciting to see this la- these last couple of weeks in the MLB season for all divisions because it's been such a wild year so far. Mm-hmm. Both the AL and NL wild cards are really really close. Yeah. All right, the next major move is Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly being traded from the White Sox to the Dodgers, where the White Sox get a haul with outfielder Trace Thompson and two right-handed pitchers and Nick Nasturini and Jordan Leisure. Um, let, let's skip to Joe Kelly first. I think uh, I just saw the Padres and, Do- and Dodgers game last night. Joe Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, one a uh, great one, two, three inning. Uh, and, and he's, he's, he's just a great guy. He, he throws gas. Um, he's just a great arm to have the White Sox. They had a really good bullpen, maybe not anymore, but, uh, yeah. they, they really did that. That might've been their strong suit. Uh, but skipping on over to Lance Lynn, uh, ever since the world baseball classic, he has not been great. Um, yeah. he has not, not really what the White Sox hope from uh, for this season, Lance Lynn's just been. If if I think of a pitcher that has been average in the MLB, I go straight to Lance Lynn. He has had moments of promise on the Rangers and Cardinals, and he goes to teams like the White Sox and then now the Dodgers, and he's been below average in all the spots. When you think of average, you think of Lance Lynn, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then going to Joe Kelly, in my opinion, he is a top 10 reliever in the league right now. People are saying that Lance Lynn's the main guy. Joe Kelly has a nasty sinker that he can throw hard with a hundred, with a hundred, 101 or 102, something like that. 
and he can locate it very well. That's not like guys like uh, Jordan Hicks or Johan Duran who are throwing like 103 plus, but are but are throwing more balls. He can locate that very well, and he can he could probably get up to that 103, 104 like Hicks and uh, Duran are. He's just choosing to get accuracy, but still being fast and having movement. I think that's great. I feel like the uh, prospects that the uh, White Sox are getting are also good too, because you saw Trace Thompson hit that bomb for uh, the uh, great for the uh, what's it called United Kingdom in the World Baseball Classic. So he's shown promise on the on the uh, high level, and they have two pitching prospects to get back. Plus, with having Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly on, I feel like it's a pretty good move all around. Mm-hmm. So next one. All right. The next move is right-handed pitcher Kendall Graveman going back to the Astros for catcher Corey Lee of the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, just another trade of dismantling the White Sox. Great bullpen. Kendall Graveman has been great this year. Uh, maybe not so far in the Astros. Uh, uh, so far in the Astros, he hasn't been great. Uh, but for the White Sox, he was really, really good. Uh, not as good as Joe Kelly, but uh like really really good yeah i feel like kendall graven's home is in houston he's been he's been in houston before he knows the deal um and he's been great with houston it's just like he had he got to get paid more when he went to the white Sox. um so it's it's great to see guys that are going back to their former teams like like a guy starting like a guy going by jv we'll talk about in a little bit um and Corey Lee's a pretty good catching prospect, too. Um, it's just these weird trades where it's one-for-one one with opposite positions. It's just it's difficult for teams to know what they're doing uh, with those players. Um, all right. This is one of the biggest moves of the trade deadline. We have Max Scherzer being traded to the Rangers from the Mets for infielder Luis Angel Acuna. The weirdest move of the trade deadline, in my opinion. The Mets will also pay $22.5 million of Scherzer's contract next season. And when if he accepts his if he accepts and he accepts his player uh his contract for player offer from the Rangers, which will make him play next season. Uh so let's go back to that David Robertson trade. I saw a video that Max Scherzer was like was really, really mad at the Mets. Uh, that for trading their closer way, Edwin Diaz gone, David Robertson gone. Um, they they can't really do anything. So when Max Scherzer's traded, like the Mets, the Mets they they can't do anything. They they have nothing in them. Um, uh, and then uh, when the JV trade, we'll see in a minute. Um, there there's no hope. There's no hope for the Mets. It's they said. I'm pretty. I saw an article somewhere. I think it was from Bleacher Report that before the Mets, when the Mets were talking with Verlander, when they accepted the trade with the Rangers, and they were talking about his uh his no trade clause or whatever, um, they said that they weren't going to be competitive until 2026. Verlander and Verlander and Scherzer, who we'll get to later, he they're not going to want to stay on that team who's not going to be competitive until 2026. It's just not going to happen for two of the best pitchers in the league right now, especially since they're both getting old. They don't want to stay on a team that's not going to be competitive for another, like, three years and then be competitive again when they can go to a team that's already competitive this season. 
Um, I'm going to mix these two up again because they're both Cardinals trades. All right, the first one is the Cardinals trade reliever Jordan Hicks to the Blue Jays for two right-handed pitchers and Adam Klopfenstein, I hope I said that right, and Sam Roberts. And the Rangers get Jordan Montgomery from the Cardinals as well as Chris Stratton. And the Cardinals will get left-handed pitcher John King, right-handed pit- pitcher DeBoca Robbie, and infielder Thomas Sagas. So let's skip to the Rangers. Jordan Montgomery has actually uh, lived up to the expectations, and he's been really, really good this season. Uh, probably their uh, top arm, uh, better than Wainwright, probably better than Michaelis. Um, yeah, but when Jordan Montgomery got traded, just like the Mets, there's like no hope for the Cardinals. Uh, and trading mm-hmm. away Jordan Hicks, their closer. They still have Ryan Helsley, but. Jordan Hicks, who's on the 60 day right now, though. So they have no closer, basically. They're just not going to win any games. Yep. Because we know, because Jordan Hicks was due up, his contract was due up this season. He had, he has one of his best seasons by far this season. We're going to have to pay him more. We're not going to want to pay him more. Similar with Montgomery. We're not going to want to pay him more because he's been our top guy and he has a lot of trade opportunity, like we saw here. And Stratton was just another guy we could have used. Um, but he just to get all those guys, which I like the haul that we got. I feel like we had a great trade deadline with all the guys that we traded and traded and traded in. I feel like we got a bunch of good uh prospects that are develop that can develop well. It's gonna be a very new look Cardinals team in the future. All right. Um we can talk about this one for a little bit. There's not really much to talk about. The Braves trade for infielder Nikki Lopez from the Royals and Taylor Huron goes to the Braves. I mean, it's the Braves doing Braves things, getting little guys to fix up little blind spots in their team. Mm-hmm. Not something huge, not anything to worry about for either team. It's just something that, that will help the Braves a little bit to fill in their last couple of things that they that they need. And we'll get to uh, Brad Hand with the Braves in a little bit too. Uh, I didn't really know much about this trade. I didn't know about it uh, until a few days ago. Uh, so I, I really don't have any anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, next one is the Angels trade for Randall Gritchick and CJ Crone from the Rockies. And the Rockies acquire Mason Albright and John Madden, both a lefty and a right-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Randall Gritchick, uh, he, uh, he's been, he's been great for the, for the Rockies, uh, CJ Crone has also been great for the Rockies. He hit that 504 foot home run last year, uh, and I I saw the Angels game a few days ago where CJ Crone hit the hit, uh, hit like a game tying home run or something like that. Angels still lost. Mm-hmm. They're the Angels. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I guess the Angels won in that in that trade, but I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, it's. It's definitely a good move for the Angels since they're trying to be competitive. I don't know how well they're going to be, even though after these moves. Um, but it's also just the Rockies in general, too. Like, they, the Rockies, I don't expect them to be good for a, a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be until maybe I have children that they're going to be good. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs in a loaded NL West. They're not going to make a World Series, I don't think, to ever. Um, like all they basically have going for them is the highest elevation stadium in baseball. 
So you have young guys want to go play there to hit as far as they can. Like, I mean, that's why you had the uh, – uh, that's why you had the home run derby there. That's mm-hmm. the best thing that's come out of Colorado in a while. So, uh, when, when you think of consistently bad, you think of the Colorado Rockies. They haven't made the playoffs yeah. since, like, 2014 or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Just – it's a good move in for the Angels, not a good move for the Rockies. All right. Now, this move, I know you're going to like it because it's one of my most underrated moves, in my opinion. And it's also a raise move. The Rays will get right-handed pitcher Aaron Savali from the Guardians, and the Guardians will get first baseman Kyle Manzarato. Mm-hmm. Aaron Savali, he's been a very solid pitcher in his career. And being a one-for-one with a with a guy that's gonna have a that has a little bit of promise and in a Braves organization that have built up prospects since day one of their organization. It's a great move for the Rays in general to get rid of a guy that might not have been the greatest and getting in a right-handed pitcher has been pretty good his whole career. One of the most underrated moves, in my opinion. Uh, Well, first of all, I'm just going to say I don't like the trade because uh, uh, Aaron Savali got the loss for the Rays today. So, <laughs> um, But overall, Aaron Savali, before this morning, had a uh, six, uh, uh, six innings of one-hit baseball, uh, had a mm-hmm. Had a phenomenal start, the the start before. Uh, and, yes, Aaron Savali uh, is a really, really good pitcher overall. And he's going to be good when the Rays make the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. It's a great move. Another great move, and there's a guy that we know in this trade, the Diamondbacks acquire right-handed pitcher Paul Seawald from the Mariners. And the Mariners get infielder Josh Rojas, utility man Dominic Cazone, and infielder Ryan Bliss. Um, it's a very so, good move, in my opinion. I want to see what you think about this. I for so if, if I'm the Seattle Mariners, I don't know why they did that because the Mariners are are beating the Angels in the in the uh, AL Wild Card. They're 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 leading in the AL Wild Card. So I don't know why they did it, and I don't know why they didn't get a closing pitcher out of it. Uh, Josh yeah. Rojas has has been good for the the Diamondbacks, but not like Cattell Marte good or. Christian Walker good or Evan Longoria good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's a great move for the D-backs. I'm um, just trying to push them again over that hump to try to get into a wild card, which I do see the Diamondbacks making the wild card. Um, because like I said in my last episode, I thought the, the AL East would have four playoff teams. I uh, I think I kind of jinxed it. Only the, only the uh, Rays and uh, – Baltimore Orioles have been good since I've made that episode, really. Uh, you've had the Red Sox and the Yankees not been that great. Uh, it's, I think I jinxed it a little bit, man. I think that's it's opening up spots for, like, the Astros and stuff like that. Eagles and, yeah. Um, so, I really hope that the Rays make the playoffs. It's very likely that they do. Uh, hopefully, the Orioles can stop losing when the Rays do and the Orioles can stop winning when the Rays win. Uh so they can uh <laughs> just get get past the Orioles and it's just yeah. it's tough. They're two games back right now. It's really really tough. Yep. Yep. Um I feel like the uh Mariners also got a good haul in because Rojas has been good, Cazone has been good, and Bliss has been good. They've all been solid this season. Um 
they're going to be really good, in my opinion. Um, all right, I'm going to mix in these next two again just to get it going a little bit faster. The Mets and Brewers do a one-for-one one with Mark Canna and Justin Jarvis. The Brewers get Mark Canna, and the Mets get right-handed pitcher Justin Jarvis. And the Cubs acquire infielder Jimer Candelario from the Nationals and get and the uh Cub and the hold up the Nationals get DJ Hers and infielder Kevin Mate and then the Cubs get Jimer Candelario. Both two good moves that teams needed to make to get rid of guys that are gonna have to pay this offseason. Uh what do you think about those? Uh Jamer Candelario has been the the Nationals' third baseman. I'm surprised that Alex Call didn't get traded as well because he has been mm-hmm. uh, the 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 Nationals' all star. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was the only one, in fact. Uh, and him and Jamer Candelario are are the 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 only two producing in that in that mm-hmm. tough Nationals lineup. Yep. Yeah, Jamer Candelario has shown promise in the league. Um... And I mean, he's been he's on the Nationals, and if you're a good guy on guys like the Na- on teams like the Nationals or the Rockies or now the Pirates, you're gonna get traded away. Like you saw it with the Pirates last year, they traded away. Uh, what was the second baseman? I think his name was Adam. I forgot what his last name was. Um, and they're about to trade away Brian Reynolds. It's just it's tough going to those teams because they're one of the only teams that can pay you. Um, and you know you're gonna get traded away. And then for the Brewers and Mets, Mark Canna, you're going to have to pay him again because he's been solid, and you're getting a pitching prospect after trading away, uh, well, at the time, just trading away Max Scherzer, um, and then JV getting traded later. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is, kind of, this is, in my opinion, the weirdest trade of the trade deadline. The Giants get outfielder A.J. Pollock and utility man Mark Mathias from the Mariners. For a player to be named later or cash, so AJ uh, Pollock's been great, and you're trading a guy that you never knew or cash. Like, like it's like, just such a point? weird what's move. What's the point? Like, what if yeah. they get the cash? All you're all you're all you're getting is cash. So I mean, yeah, it's AJ Pollock has been AJ Pollock has been great, mm-hmm. and for the Mariners. And, and the Mariners are, uh, are are right there. They're right there. If the season ends, ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. It's it's just it's difficult to see that because it's just difficult to see, man. Um, next one, the Braves get left-handed pitcher Brad Hand and the Rockies get right-handed pitcher Alec Barger. Similar with it's the Braves doing Braves things, trying to fill in spots that they need or whatever. And the Rockies being the Rockies, not much really to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 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 Braves, they've been really uh, good on acquiring pitching. Um, they mm-hmm. got Yanni Chirinos, who got DFA'd by the Rays. Uh, they got Brad Hand. Brad Hand has been really really good uh, for the Rockies, and of course they trade him away because they're the Rockies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all to say. Braves are hundred percent going to make the playoffs. All right, next, the Padres get Rich Hill and G-Man Choi from the Pirates, and the Pirates get left-handed pitcher Jackson Wolf, outfielder Estuar Suero, and first baseman Alfonso Rivas. So a really really good haul for the for the Pirates, who are trying to really get that rebuild done. 
Uh, G-Man Choi, he, uh, he's, he, he's been great for the past few years with the Rays and the Pirates. Uh, Rich Hill, he's been on like over 10 teams through, uh, and he's on his age 43 season or something like that. He's one of the oldest in the, in the league. Uh, he's probably going to retire after this or next season. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's the Padres. They're trying to make the playoff push, but it's not likely to happen. Because, yeah, it's just the Padres are having a down year this season. So, uh, and same with the Pirates. It's just a, it's a weird trade between the two teams because the Padres, I don't see making the playoffs, and, and the Pirates are definitely not making the playoffs. Mm. So, I mean, yep. what's crazy to me is the Pirates were actually number one in the NL at one point in the season. Yep. Yep, and then they fell off, like a bunch of teams do. All right, next, which this kind of this is another weird trade, which I don't feel like people talk about enough. The Blue Jays get infielder Paul DeYoung from the Cardinals plus cash, plus cash considerations, and the Cardinals get right-handed pitcher Matt Svonson. I don't know why this trade wasn't included in the uh, in the trade with Jordan Hicks because I feel like we could have gotten a lot more if we traded those two at the same time. We've got I feel like we could have got more because it's more they're worth more. When they're both as a package, instead of separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Cardinals are dismantling. They're the Cardinals. Uh, Paul DeYoung ha- it has been okay. I-, I-, I don't really follow the Cardinals. You can fill me in. But I guess Paul DeYoung has been really good for the past few years. Yep. Yep. All right. Really our last major, major move. Uh, the Astros get right-handed pitcher Justin Berlander from the Mets as they acquire two outfielders in their in the Astros' number one prospect, Drew Gilbert and Ryan Clifford. The Mets are also paying $35 million of Justin Berlander's contract and $17.5 million if he accepts his player option to play with the Astros next in the 2025 season. So it means the Astros are playing his full 2024 contract and the Mets and Astros are both paying a little bit of his 2025 contract if he accepts the player option. So JV, the last year Cy Young, um, I mean, both both uh, 2023 Cy Youngs have not had a great start to their season. Sandy Alcantara has not been great overall. Uh, JV started his season injured, and on one of his first starts gave up like four runs. Um but JV has been doing great as of late, and I think this is a great trade for the Astros. Yeah. It's it's good to see what the Mets got, too, because they it seems like not a lot, but you got the number one prospect in their organization in Drew Gilbert and another outfielder in Ryan Clifford, which the Mets need outfielders right now. Um, I I expect them, if I don't know if they're in the league right now, I expect them to be both September call-ups for the Mets. Um, uh, it's just... It sucks what the Mets have to do because they're not being a competitive team this year, and they have they had the highest payroll in the league. Um, it's just definitely uh difficult to see. They they um, gave three hundred dollars three hundred million dollars to players, and they have mm-hmm. wasted two hundred and seventy million dollars to to players. Max Scherzer are gone, JV gone, David Robertson gone. It, it it's. Mets fans, I feel bad for them. Yep. Uh, I'm going to mix in these two again because these last couple ones are just 
little minor ones to fill in gaps for a couple of teams. Uh, the Phillies get the all-star Michael Lorenzen from the Tigers, and the Tigers get Ho-Yu Lee. The Brewers get left-handed pitcher Andrew Chafin, and the D-backs get right-handed pitcher Peter Strelick. And infielder Jake, Bur- Jake Berger goes to the Mariners from the White Sox, who get Jake Edler. Um, Three oh. just average moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, he's an all-star for a reason. He's been really good in his last start uh, for the Phillies. Uh, Jake Berger, he should have been an all-star. Uh, I mean, if Otani wasn't mm-hmm. Otani, then he would have been an all-star. But, yeah. yeah. Yep, just three moves that teams got to make to try to be a little bit better. So, not something – not another thing that's crazy. Um, just the stuff that had to be done. Uh, the D-backs get outfielder Tommy Pham from the Mets, and the Mets get shortstop Jeremy Rodriguez. Tommy Pham's been very good, um, and he's just he's going to pair well with uh, Corbin Carroll, in my opinion, in the outfield because he, they're both going to be start. They're both going to be starting for that D-backs team trying to make another playoff push. Tommy Pham has had a crazy season. He's played in the in the league for over ten years now. Uh, he's played for over ten teams. Uh, and I mean, going from team to team to team to team, uh, I I wouldn't like that, but I mean, who cares? The Diamondbacks are trying to take a, make a push for the playoffs. Yeah. Next, the Orioles get right-handed pitcher Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals for infielder Cesar Prieto and left-handed pitcher Drew Rom. Uh, so Jack Flaherty had his first start for the Orioles yesterday. Uh, really good six innings. Uh, no earned runs, uh, and the Orioles won that game because the Rays won that game. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Jack Flaherty has been good for the Cardinals and the Orioles this season. It's just another thing that not many people know is he's is very injury prone. Um, he can he throws hard, um, but as a starting pitcher, throwing hard means you don't throw as many innings, and teams try to push like the Cardinals try to push him more innings which gave him a lot of injuries, which I hope the Orioles know that and they can use them in shorter amount of times because they have a great bullpen. And they got a pretty good haul. Like, it's, a, it's another great trade for the Cardinals them still, in my opinion, because they got great like great haul uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to mix these two up again and then probably mix the last couple up because we only got a couple more. The Marlins get first baseman Josh Bell from the Guardians. And the Guardians get two infielders in Gene Segura and Khalil Watson. Uh, actually, I'm not going to mix that one in because I feel like that's a pretty good trade we can both talk about. Uh, Josh Bell, he, he had a rough start to the season, uh, but for the second half, he's uh, probably all-star caliber. Um, it, with the Guardians and the Mets, he has uh, around 10 home runs. Uh, and, yeah, he's been a really good bat for both teams. Um, I, I think it was a – lose-lose for the Guardians because they trade Josh Bell a good bat and then they DFA Gene Segura for some reason. So Man. I don't know why they did it. I didn't know. I didn't even know that they DFA Gene Segura. Um, he, he, Gene Segura, he's, like I said with Lance Lynn, if I think of an average just fielder overall, if you if you want to go specifically infield, I think Gene Segura. He he can hit the ball pretty well. He's a pretty good fielder. He's just similar with Lance Lynn. He's been on teams that have been good, and he's been good, and he's been teams on bad, and he's been bad. 
Mm-hmm. You just think of him as an average. And then Cleo Watson, he's a pretty good prospect that the uh, uh, Guardians get. It sucks to see that the Guardians did DFA Segura um, after the trade deadline too, which means he's going to have to be a free agent. He won't be able to be traded in that seven-day period. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to mix these. I'm going to mix the last couple up, and I'm going to leave the last two to talk about individually. First baseman Garrett Cooper and right-handed pitcher Sean Reynolds go to the Padres and the I mean, go to the Padres and the Marlins get left-handed pitcher Ryan Weathers, who is a very solid left-handed pitcher. The Mets get Bill Bickford after the Dodgers DFA'd him and Adam Kolarik, and the Dodgers get cash considerations. Uh, and the last one I'm going to mix in is Scott Barlow going to the Padres from the Royals, who acquired two right-handed pitchers in Henry Williams and Henry Bias. Um, so first we're going to talk about Scott, Scott Barlow. Uh, Scott Barlow has, uh, probably been one of the, uh, if it wasn't Salvador Perez, he'd be the, uh, Royals all-star. He's been really good. And besides a Roldis Chapman going to the Rangers, he's been a really, really solid arm for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mixing in Phil Bickford too. He was DFA'd. He, he's a, pretty solid pitcher it's just he hasn't shown like major league promise yet because i mean he gave up the seventh hunter home run to pool i was about to say that yeah he he, he's a nice guy obviously yeah you've seen like you saw the clip that went viral that he like thanked his coach or whatever after his first start um he's a nice genuine guy it's just he just hasn't shown promise and then with garrett cooper and sean reynolds been good players in their own in their own likes uh, I don't feel like the Padres should have gotten rid of Ryan Weathers. He's a great, great pitcher. Um, uh, that's a Gary, bad move on the Padres' part. Gary Kubor is actually an all-star last year, and I didn't even know he was an all-star or that he got traded until uh, when I read over um, how many uh, players got traded. Yeah. All right, two more, and we can talk about these individually, or I can mix them in because it'll be quick. The Red Sox get infielder Luis Urias. And the Brewers get right-handed pitcher Bradley Block. And I'll just mix in the last one because it'll be quick. The Dodgers get Ryan Yarborough from the Royals. And the Royals get two infielders in Devin Mann and Derland Figueroa. Uh, so we'll go to the Ryan Yarborough trade. Uh, so instead of Ryan Yarborough, it would have been Eduardo Rodriguez of the Tigers. But he actually uh, waived his um, player, uh, his, uh, what's it called? No trade clause. No ten, trade clause. Ten team, yes. No trade clause. A ten tr- team. No trade clause. And Dodgers is on that. And he says, "Uh, no, I don't want a World Series ring. I want to stay in Detroit." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's good for Eduardo because he's choosing who he wants to play for. It's a good move on him. He doesn't want to pay. He doesn't want to pay extra taxes like they have to in L.A. for uh income for not income uh. Just extra taxes in general, which is another thing, which I didn't know about until I was talking with my dad about it. Um, so, and then the prospects that the Royals got back too, the Royals can build up prospects re- really easily because they have a good farm system, obviously. And then with the Arias trade, um, Arias has been a very solid player. And other- Pitching. So I feel like when the guy that with Bradley Bullock that got traded, I feel like uh that was a great move for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't uh I don't really know about 
those trades until I read over them. So I, I can't really talk about uh, the last ones. Yep. And that's it. So and well, you got some uh, other stuff you want to you want to talk about? Well, that went that went really well. Uh, but before we end, I wanted to ask you uh, some not so rapid fire questions that I do to every guest that comes on my show. You can answer with as much or as little info as you want. You ready? All right, let's do it. So, first question: Who do you got for the AL and NL comeback player of the year? Ooh, that's tough. Me and my dad were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, for NL, I want to, I want to say JD Martinez. I feel like either JD Martinez, I feel like, I feel like JD Martinez for the NL. He's been, uh, he's been a great DH for the Dodgers. He's not obviously a great fielder. So he's, he fits very well in that DH role. The AL man, that's going to be, that's tough. So, I would say Michael Lorenzen, even though he, but he did just get traded to the Phillies. So um, no, Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, I can't say him. I I know who I would have maybe. for now. Maybe Eduardo Rodriguez. He, he's really the only guy I can think of. Like, so the, it's that the comeback player of the year is tough, man. I, I think it would um, be uh, Liam Hendricks for me in the AL, but since he just got injured. Oh, yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for for the NL, I think mine would be Cody Bellinger. Having, having okay. The yeah, I can see that. Seasons ever. Uh, and yeah. But J.D. Martinez, I didn't think about that. That is really, really good. Uh, but for yep. for the AL, um, I would pick Salvador Perez. Yeah, that's another good one. It's this the comeback player of the year is tough. It's because you never know like where you're standing at with that. So it's just okay. tough. My dad my dad was saying uh there's a good and a bad winning comeback player of the year. The good is winning comeback player of the year, but the bad is being bad the the yeah. season prior. So yep. it's kind of a good or or get bad thing. Uh so what's your favorite cereal? Here, oh. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I think. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, not my favorite, but it is really, really good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite ballpark you visited? Ooh. I haven't visited many. Uh, I, I got to go with Bush Stadium, though. Of course. That's the only stadium uh, my dad hasn't been to in the NL. He's been, okay. he's been yeah. to all 28. He's been to 28 stadiums. Uh, except for Bush Stadium and Kauffman Stadium. Yep. Yeah, I love Bush Stadium because the only time I was in there, I sat in the uh, in a uh, box, which I was nice, but with a bunch of my family or whatever. Sadly, we lost, but that was good. But the good thing that was good though, we, when we were driving back home after the game, we were listening to the game. The Cardinals won, and the Rockies beat the Brewers, so we ended up clinch- clinching the NL Central. If they would have won, and and the Rockies ended up beating the Brewers, if we would have won that game before, we would have clinched the NL Central, which sucks because I would I would have liked to be there when the uh when they clinched the NL Central on playoff berth. Wow, um, so Otani uh, is gonna win AL MVP if he doesn't get injured. Uh, but who won uh, MVP in the NL? Cunha, you ha- you have to go with Acuna. Yeah, pretty much. I I mean, unless he gets injured, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, if you get if if Acuna gets injured, I think you can also go with Matt Olson too. Mm-hmm. You can go um, with Matt Olson. You could go with someone on the Dodgers. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe even Corbin Carroll. Yeah, but Corbin Carroll's. Gonna, I, I, you you, ha- you have to go with Acuna though. Yeah. It's just... Uh, for, uh, first fifty stolen base season since twenty sixteen. Yeah, uh, and he hits for power too. Twenty five home runs. Yeah, you, you got to go. Yep. With yeah. Uh, what's your favorite? He'll be he'll movie? be in the forty forty club. Mm. What's your favorite baseball movie? Uh, I like a league of their own. A league of their own. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the first time someone's actually said that on this podcast. Yep. I like A League of Their Own. I like Angels in the Outfield. I like Sandlot. I like all the baseball movies. But if you got, if I have to go number one, I have to go uh, A League of Their Own. Number two, Angels in the Outfield. Number three, Sandlot. Okay. If I if I could watch any movie for the rest of my life, any three movies, it'd be those three. Uh, and last one, what is your favorite baseball memory as a player or fan? Um. So I'll go as a player first. Um. Not since I haven't hit a home run yet, I would, I would say that if I would have hit a home run, um, it was, I think I was seven or eight. It was my first travel ball season, my first or second travel ball season, and uh, we were in the semifinals, and I got a walk off to go to our first championship as like as a travel ball player. Wow! And I, I liked that moment because awesome. my dad was the coach at the time too. And right when I stepped on second for the double and the runner scored, everybody came out and it was just, it was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Well, and as, as a fan, um, I mean, I go to the Stripers games a lot. So there's a lot of memories as the Stripers that I like um, with the fireworks and seeing home runs or whatever. Um, and there was one game that we went to that one of the, the Transformers when the lights blew up. And uh, that was fun because you got to see like you got to see like a bunch of the players out on the field doing weird antics or whatever. So that was fun. Uh, well, Jameson, we did it. Uh, I got to be joined forces. Uh, did you have fun? Yeah, it was it was great. I loved it, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't you tell your listeners how they can find support your podcast? All right. So currently, I am on Spotify on the Boys on the Bases podcast on Spotify. Hoping in the future to uh, start getting onto YouTube and to other uh, different platforms. But for now, you can see me on uh, Spotify and on Instagram, both under the uh, username of the Boys on the Bases podcast. I post a lot on there, and uh, yeah, I like to do this a lot. So hopefully I can get a lot more traction out of this. And to my listeners, you can support my show by subscribing to Baseball Podcasts Are Fun on Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube, and going to my website, baseballpodcastsarefun.com. Please join me next week for an all-new guest. Until then, that was Jameson Jones. I'm Grayson Knight, and this was Baseball Podcasts Are Fun. Don't forget to swing for the fences. See ya!